lifted his nose. Then, her fear of the animal overcome, she climbed up to sit beside Harriet. The cart scrunched down the driveway, away from the building that had been the only home Maddie had ever known. But the young girl didn't glance back. The village of Eastmere lay amidst the flat, fertile land of South Lincolnshire, three miles east of Wellenden, a thriving market town. Harriet Drobridge drove southwards into the open countryside. They passed the gateway leading into Mayfield Park, the home of Sir Peter. Reminded of that tall, severe gentleman, Maddie asked, ''Haven't you got a motor-car?'' Sir Peter had a motor-car with huge, bulbous wings. The woman beside her sniffed. ''Aye, and the barn. No petrol, you see, because of the war.'' ''But the war's over now.'' ''The war might be over, girl, but we're still feeling the pinch.'' The horse turned sharply into a farmyard, and the woman climbed down. Maddie followed suit and then looked about her. In front of her was a farmhouse surrounded by sheds and barns. A black-and-white dog came rushing towards them, jumping up and barking furiously. "'Down, Ben!' Harriet thundered. The dog dropped to its belly. Maddie glanced admiringly at the woman. "'Isn't he good? He's trained to be obedient!' Let's hope you have too, girl. She led the way into the house by the back door, and following, Maddie found herself in a wash house. Along the wall hung coats and capes, and beneath them a line of boots. She followed Harriet into the kitchen that smelled of freshly baked bread. Stepping into the living room, Maddie saw that a fire burned brightly in the range. I'll show you your bedroom. Maddie skirted the table and went towards the door Harriet was opening in the far corner of the room. At the top of the staircase was a narrow landing. The woman pointed to the first door on the left and said, This is my room, and you'll be opposite. There's a bathroom next to your room. Further on there's the mester's room and the boy's bedroom opposite. Harriet opened the door to a small bedroom and Maddie looked around. The single bed was covered with a patchwork quilt and in the corner was a washstand with a ewer and bowl on it. You'll wash in here of a morning. You can bring the water up each night. The boys use the bathroom, but you'll have use of it once a week to bath and wash your hair. Now come along, there's work to do. By the time the men came into the house at six o'clock, Maddie had swept the floor, dusted the furniture and cleaned the windows, and her face was smudged with grime. What have we here? A cheerful voice spoke behind her. You had her up the chimney, Mrs T. On her knees, sweeping the hearth, Maddie turned around to find that the tall young man who'd spoken had squatted down to bring his face level with her own. She found herself gazing into the softest brown eyes she'd ever seen. Unruly black curls fell onto his forehead. Maddie swept the back of her hand across her brow and unwittingly left another streak of dust. The young man chuckled. Go into the kitchen and wash your face and hands, else Mrs. T won't let you to the table. Maddie scuttled out of the living room into the kitchen. She turned on the tap and scrubbed her hands clean, then sluiced her face. She was walking away from the sink when the door leading into the kitchen flew open, almost knocking her over. Sorry, lass, I didn't hurt you, did I? No, master, just made me jump. Maddie looked up into the man's face and found that it was an older version of the young man's. You must be the little lass from the orphanage. Yes, sir. 
He looked her up and down. The work's hard, lass. I'm stronger than I look. Aye, well, maybe you'll grow. We'll have to feed you up, won't we? He gestured towards the living room. In you go. Tea'll be ready. A joint of bacon sat at the head of the table. In the centre was a freshly baked crusty loaf. Sit here, girl. Harriet pointed to a chair beside her. There was a fifth person sitting at the table. A boy not much older than she was, Maddie guessed. He was very thin and had mousy-coloured straight hair. Maddie smiled at him, but her attention was drawn back to the taller, good-looking young man who came to sit beside him. The master sat at the head of the table and began to carve the meat. Don't give the girl too much. I don't want her leaving any, Harriet said. The man glanced at Maddie, smiling. You can always come back for more. <laughs>